okay, I get it. I understand. I know that you're overwhelmed. You might even feel, I don't know, a little bit panicked. And truthfully, you're kind of tired. And I truly do. I really do get it. There are so many ways out there to market and grow your business. And it can feel like none of them that you try really work quite the way that you hoped that they would. And when something does start working, isn't it always the way that like the algorithm changes or the app goes away or people stop using the thing, the trend changes overnight, and then it starts feeling like everything is just really falling apart. And when that happens, you find yourself once again going back to the books to research new tools, to research hacks, to make the tools that you're using work better, to research strategies, to grow your business, And all of that just creates more overwhelm and more frustration because truly all you really want to do is get your message heard. You want to get your business found. You want to get your message heard so that you're able to make a bigger impact, a bigger impact for the clients that you work with, a bigger impact for your community as a whole, a bigger impact for your own life. So then then what you do is you dive even deeper into learning about the quote unquote art of business. I need to learn more about business. And then the more that you learn about business and marketing and sales, and it just becomes really exhausting and really confusing because you're just not seeing the results you want. So you feel like, well, I need to do even more, but there's no more time. Your days are completely full. And so you know me, I like to cut right to the point. You are making things way more complicated than they need to be. And I totally get that too, because I'm a recovered overcomplicator. In fact, in my mastermind group, I run a mastermind, the six-figure CEO mastermind. And one of my members said the other day that her superpower is to overcomplicate things. So maybe you feel like that too. We started joking, take this idea and run with it if somebody wants to. How funny it would be for a parody account if it doesn't already exist on Instagram for like the overcomplicator with videos and reels of everything you can overcomplicate and tips to overcomplicate. Because truthfully, I would say, again, you guys know me, I make up statistics when I don't have them. 80% of my clients, let's say 80% of my clients will admit to being an overcomplicator. So I get it. We all default to making things way more complicated than they need to be. And so here's the thing. Platforms, algorithms, apps, trends, even how people consume content, what buying habits are, what consumer habits are, all of those, the only thing we can be certain of is that they're going to change. The only sure thing is that it's never going to stay the same. All of those things are going to ebb and flow and change. But here's the thing. The foundation of what makes a successful business has always stayed the same. And that foundation isn't going anywhere. And that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode of the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because, of, because Rita, of Rita, I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams 
so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. I'm not pairing this episode with anything. Isn't that sad? I'm not pairing this episode with a wine or coffee like I usually do, and I'll tell you why. If I had music for this, it would be like, (laughs) Rita's personal moment with her audience. I don't know. Very NPR sounding, right? I'm not pairing this episode with anything because it's like the evening before I'm about to have a surgery, a procedure. Now, By the time you hear this, I will have had it. So you probably have already heard about it on the internet. But like, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, okay, my my mind is very focused on this surgery, this procedure. It's an outpatient. Don't worry, guys. Again, by the time you hear this, you've, you've already heard about it. But I was talking with somebody and they're like, okay, Rita, but aren't you worried? Aren't you worried because I'm going to be out for a couple of days? And aren't you worried about your business? And aren't you worried about your marketing? And aren't you worried about your... And the truth is no. I'm not because it's very easy with specific strategies, trends, tools that you're using to feel like if you miss a day, if you don't do something, like the minute it's supposed to happen, that it's going to mess up everything, right? That it's going to mess up the algorithm and it's going to mess up, I don't know what, it's going to mess it up so you can't miss it. But if you really stick to the foundations, what we're going to talk about in this episode, you don't have to worry about any of that literally everything in your business becomes easier, which is why I'm so excited that we're going to have this conversation today. And I want to start this conversation by saying the algorithms don't hate you. And it's not just you. It's not just you. The algorithms do not hate you. I can't tell you how many times I hear this. Oh my gosh, Instagram just doesn't like me. It's not showing my stuff to anybody. I guess the algorithms don't like the photos I'm using or the way that I'm posting or, oh my gosh, like I guess Facebook hates me because it's not showing my business posts to my audience. Or I heard this the other day, Clubhouse now hates me, not me. Somebody said this. Clubhouse hates me because my room isn't showing up in the hallway. I mean, guys, It's not specific to you. An algorithm, a platform does not hate you. And what we're about to talk about here is happening to everybody. And that's why, again, I'm really glad that we're going to be having this conversation because I think if we can just focus, take our focus from where it's been and move it over to where I'm going to tell you, everything feels less overwhelming, less complicated, a whole lot easier and definitely more fun. And that's how I want to leave you. And that's why I'm able to disappear from my business for a week and still have things work and still have all of like the strong business foundations in place because I focused on these same things. Okay, so what are they? Well, before we get to what they are, let's talk about what's happening. And Clubhouse is actually a good example. So here's the story because every episode has to have a Rita story, right? For those of you who have never heard me talk about Clubhouse before, where have you been? Have you not been listening to this podcast? (laughs) If not, welcome. If you didn't find me on Clubhouse, welcome. If you don't even know what Clubhouse is, go back a few episodes. You'll hear me talk about it a couple of times. You can just search the podcast for Clubhouse. But I digress. I'm going to tell a story about Clubhouse. Clubhouse is a social audio platform that started prior to the pandemic, but it really hit its stride during the pandemic. And I mean, it makes complete sense. It was the perfect 
tool for a pandemic. Nobody could go see people. Everybody had to stay in their house. Nobody was traveling. Nothing was open. And along comes this social audio app, not even video, a social audio app where you can connect with people from around the world, have these really great conversations for hours on end, all kinds of incredible people with incredible conversations going on. And you could do it from your couch in your PJs, right? I mean, it was incredible. It still is incredible. But really, at the height of the pandemic, it was incredible. And people who got into Clubhouse and really went all into Clubhouse, like me, and a couple of the people who you've even met on this podcast, they did, and I did, extremely well on that platform. There have been other episodes about why and Clubhouse and how to succeed on Clubhouse. I don't want this to turn into that. I'm just saying that there were people who definitely jumped in, went all in at the height of Clubhouse and did very well, built a great audience, had that audience spill over into other areas of their business, secured clients, made sales, got brand partnerships. I mean, you guys saw I got media appearance after media appearance after media appearance for a while. So clients, money, media appearances, speaking, virtual speaking engagements, brand deals, all kinds of things were happening as a result of Clubhouse in this example. Now, here's the thing. Clubhouse is still an incredible platform. It hasn't really changed much except to improve the features. But what has changed is the world around us. We're not really in that pandemic anymore. In fact, by the time you're listening to this, all the news is saying, hey, we're at the endemic stage. We're moving out of this. Like mask mandates have been dropped. All kinds of the world has been reopened. Now, it's slowly been doing that, though, over the course of maybe half a year or more, actually. And what's happened is the world has reopened is the way that people use Clubhouse has changed. People can now go out into the world. They can see people again. Stores are open. Restaurants are open. Parties are happening. Social engagements, in-person speaking engagements, travel. I mean, all kinds of things. So it's just natural that as the world reopens, the way people use Clubhouse and interact with Clubhouse has changed. And now that's left a couple of different camps. I could list all of them. I'm not going to, but I'll list a few. One is those people who are doing extremely well are now finding themselves really frustrated because it's not happening in the same way. It's, it's like the platform has changed. They're not in front of as many people. They don't have the same response to the rooms. They're not building followers as easily. People aren't as smoothly flowing over to other stages of their business. Brand deals and speaking engagements and clients aren't coming so quickly. And so one camp of people get frustrated and they leave. This isn't working anymore. So now I'm on to finding the next thing, right? And they go out, I don't know, on an adventure. I don't know, a mental adventure, guys. They go out on an adventure in search of the thing that could replicate the kind of success or energy that Clubhouse had. And then other people are just kind of riding the wave. Okay, this is a change. Something has changed. The way people are interacting and using this platform have changed. So how am I going to change? But maybe I'm not going to bail on it. Maybe I'm not going to leave it. But the way that I interact with it also changes. And so for me personally, I'll say the way that I use Clubhouse has absolutely changed as well for the same reasons that the way people have changed the way they're using it as a listener. 
as a room leader, as a conversation leader, it's also changed for me because my world is reopened now. <laughs> Travel and you guys know I'm having the surgery now and a move and like things are happening, right? Like life is happening, guys. It's all happening. Do you guys remember that movie Almost Famous with Kate Hudson, which by the way, Kate Hudson, if you're listening to my podcast, I want you to play me in the movie about my life. But guys, that's just a separate side note. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying. So here's the only thing you can be certain of. Things are going to change. And often they're going to feel like they've changed overnight. And sometimes they do. Apps will come and go. The way people use those apps will come and go. I mean, we've heard the same conversation before around Facebook groups. Facebook groups are dead. Nobody's hopping onto Facebook Lives anymore. Nobody's engaging anymore. Like nobody's seeing my Facebook posts anymore. We hear it about Instagram. Oh, the algorithm has changed with Instagram. And now this isn't happening and that isn't happening. Or, oh, these new features rolled out, but they didn't roll out to me. They rolled out to everybody else. And so now my stuff isn't being seen in the same way as other people's stuff. I mean, this is gonna be a constant. It's always been a constant. It's going to continue to be a constant. The things are going to change. External things are going to change. Apps are going to change. Algorithms are going to change. Social media platforms are going to change. Trends are going to get hot and then they're going to die out. Even like best practices for your business, like trends in your industry and whatever you do, what's good, what's bad, what's hot, like that's going to change. Guys, the way people consume content changes all the time. As life swirls around, the way people show up and interact with content is different. During the pandemic, people were listening to a lot of audio and they were a captive audience, right? I mean, there was nothing else going on. Same with sitting in front of the computer and watching videos. People were remote working. So they were in front of their computers 24-7. They were on their computers for work. They were on their computers for their social life. They were on their computers for their entertainment. They were on screens for fun, right? Like that was happening. But now the world has pivoted again. And guess what? The way people consume content, it's different. People are back in their cars. Guys, this is a great example. With podcasts at the beginning of the pandemic, this was also felt. Podcasts saw their download numbers go down drastically. Why? Guess when most podcasts were consumed? During commutes to and from work. Guess what stopped? Commutes to and from work. Guess what hasn't really come back? Commutes to and from work. But commutes other places have. People are going back out again, right? So they're listening to things when they're in their car again. But you get my point. The way people watch video, what when they'll watch videos, when they won't, if they read captions, if they don't, if they want to see stories, if they don't, all of that changes as either the world changes or that individual's life changes. This is like a side note. It's really important, guys, to understand and to stay on top of it because it will change for your target market, how they're moving throughout the day. Where are they at different times? And when they're consuming content, where are they? This is such a side note, but I'm going to say it anyway. If they're listening to a podcast, but they're listening to a podcast when they're in the grocery store and they've, I don't know, they're not in front of a computer, right? But you tell them to go to a website and do something, they're not going to do it, 
right? They're just not going to do it right then. And by the time they get home, they're probably not going to remember. They're going to forget, right? So like really understanding where people are when they consume your content, how they're consuming it, what's going on around them. Like a lot of new moms or stay-at-home moms are listening to things when they're cleaning and doing chores and have kids pulling on them and their attention is divided. And it's so important to understand that. But anyway, digress. We'll blame it on the surgery, guys. But it's all very important to say all of this stuff changes the way people buy, what they want to buy, how they want to learn, like as their life changes, as the world around changes, as the culture changes, all of that's just going to change. Buying and consuming behavior, consumption behavior, lives, practices, trends, algorithms, apps, platforms, things are going to change. They're going to change frequently and they are sometimes going to change overnight. I mean, think about it. Isn't it changing for you? Like I said, a lot of people tell me, oh, people aren't interacting like this anymore. My Instagram stories used to have thousands of views and now five people are watching my Instagram stories, right? But like I asked them, but are you watching Instagram stories in the same way that you were six months ago or eight months ago? Or has that changed for you, right? It's changing for everybody. That's why I say it's not just you and algorithms don't hate you. Things just change. but. Back to those two camps I was using in my example about Clubhouse. There's one side of the world and people that when things change, they get panicked. They get frustrated. They get freaked out. It's like, oh my gosh, I was having the success. I thought I found the thing that was going to make everything else easier. And I found the platform and now the platform is going away. We've seen platforms leave before. Periscope and just a whole bunch of things, right? Like have come and gone. But people will be like, ah, now people aren't on this app as much or the algorithm has changed and people aren't seeing. And this was the thing that was getting me clients and getting me leads and getting me follows and opportunities. And now that's gone and people start panicking. They start freaking out. But again, let's just really normalize. Things change and they change all the time. So knowing that, how can we eliminate and remove that associated panic That frustration that can come when things that you are doing suddenly don't feel like they're working the same way. They're not converting as well. Things aren't working the way that you hoped. How can we stop the spiral of burn it all down? This isn't going to work to something that is healthy and productive for your business. Well, it comes from switching your focus. And it means switching your focus from the trends, from the hacks, from the tools to really what all of that is supposed to be doing at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, all of these tools, Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook and all the ways, lives and audio and podcasts and YouTube channels and even algorithms and all of this is really at the end of the day designed to create relationships, to build relationships, to cultivate relationships. So if we switch the focus from the tool and the algorithm and the features, and we look at building relationships, everything starts changing. I've noticed all of this in my own Facebook group. I mean, I have run the All In Entrepreneur Facebook group. And by the way, if you guys aren't in the All In Entrepreneur Facebook group, there's some really incredible things about to happen in the All In Entrepreneur Facebook group. But I have been running that group now since like 2015. So what's that? Seven years, almost seven years. I've been running that group. I have seen 
all kinds of cycles happen in that group. I've seen all kinds of ebbs and flows. What is in is out. And then what was out is in. Things that were one way go a different way. And then it comes back around again. So right now, there is a real desire for authentic and organic connection. People really want to go back to community. Facebook groups started as that real close connection. Think about it. It was exciting. There was a lot of energy. People were connecting with people from all over the world and people were showing up frequently and sharing resources and ideas and information and having events and really connecting and connecting outside of the platform and all kinds of things. And then as with every app or everything, there was a saturation of people. Now, I don't think a saturation is a bad thing. I don't think it means your business is doomed because so many people are on the platform. Quite the opposite. I mean, the all-in entrepreneur is still the number one business building tool that I have in my, do I want to call it an arsenal? <laughs> my business building arsenal? I didn't, but I couldn't think of another word, guys. In my tool bag, right? My business building tool bag. It's like the number one. Because it is all about relationships for me. But, but here's the thing. When it got kind of crazy, people started using it differently. This is what I mean by the behavior of people using something started changing. A lot of people started automating. They started kind of checking out, right? Instead of connecting on Facebook groups, they were posting a lot, but they weren't engaging a lot. And right now, here's what I noticed. Attendance in my Facebook Lives, and I think in Facebook Lives across the board, is way down. And I think that's for a few reasons. People have just, number one, the world has changed again. A lot of people aren't going to be able to catch my Facebook Live when it's live. So they're going to watch it on replay. So when I say views are down, live views are down, meaning engagement and interaction in my lives on Facebook are down. But beyond just the fact that the world has changed and now a lot of people can't watch it live, I really truly believe that what people want from a Facebook community has changed, right? And I think people have learned, read us a lot of places. She's on Clubhouse. She's got a podcast. You guys, I have the TV show coming up soon. Don't worry. You're still going to hear all about it. But I'm teaching a lot of places. So if you miss my Facebook Live, you know, oh, I'm probably going to hear something similar on Rita's podcast or I'm going to read a newsletter, whatever, right? People just have learned I can come back and watch on replay or I'll hear Rita over here or I'll catch Rita's next thing. And so the way that they started interacting with my stuff has changed. So all of this led me, like I do every quarter, to sit down and kind of do an analysis and say, okay, so how do I want to use my Facebook group going forward? And all of this collectively came up with a couple of things. People are really wanting to return, I believe, on Facebook to authentic connections with the other members, not so much of the educational marketing and especially not posts that are being auto-generated by Hootsuite, et cetera, where people aren't on the other end of the computer when they post, and especially not interaction with people who only post and don't interact themselves. People are wanting the opportunity to really be seen and to have the opportunity to really see and know other people. So it's that return to authentic community connection. And the fact that people know, hey, I have a podcast and I have all of these other things, right? It made me think about how I'm using each of my platforms. And so when I sat down and I really thought through those, collectively, here's what I came up with. My Facebook group is returning to that true, authentic community. I'm not going to go live anymore as a talking head which is what a Facebook Live is, guys, right? It's just my head talking, right? Which is why I say a talking head. You know, I used to show up once a week 
as a talking head and I would educate. But that's not really what my Facebook group should be about right now, especially with what people are wanting and what my audience is wanting, that connection to each other. I have this podcast for that in terms of teaching and educating you. And that's exactly what you're going to find on the podcast. In fact, from now on, most of my interviews are going to happen on my TV show. Not all, but most of my interviews are going to happen on my TV show. So the podcast is becoming me with a how. Here's how you do this. Breaking it down, talking about these things, like giving you the tips, all of the education, like that's happening here. And then my Facebook community now, I'll still go live in my Facebook group, but now it's going to be a Zoom where other people can join me and we're going to stream it into the Facebook group. And what's going to happen on that Zoom? Maybe it's going to be a facilitated roundtable discussion on a topic. Or maybe one week it's going to be a discussion of a snippet of a podcast for a podcast club that we're starting. Or people have asked for a book club. So maybe it's going to be a book club discussion, not even led by me, led by other members. Maybe it's going to be we have our monthly all-in entrepreneur happy hour. We have other events, right? But the idea is the way that I'm going to use live in my Facebook group is for the purpose that I really want to promote and fulfill in my Facebook community. And that's connection to the community members. The Rita educating, teaching, that can happen here on my podcast or it can happen on an Instagram live, on Instagram. So the way that I'm using different platforms are changing as well. But that's because I'm in the camp that can pivot because I just anticipate and expect that things are always going to change. And the way that I do things is always at the end of the day about relationships building relationships. So yes, guys, like organic growth is hard on platforms right now. Platforms are changing. They're changing how they show content to people. They're changing all of these things to make sure people, for their content to be seen, for your content to be seen in a Facebook group, on Instagram, et cetera. It's dependent on you interacting in a substantive way and engaging with other people's content. That's what the platforms want. They're really trying to drive to real relationship building. And that means what was easy before without relationship building isn't so easy now. Facebook ad prices, they've gone up. They've shot through the roof, right? Like I was just talking about running a Facebook ad with my own coach. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm moving. I got surgeries. Like, I don't know. Facebook ads are like the price of a baby. I don't don't think I want to have a baby right now. You get what I'm saying? Things change. So you can either be in the camp that's going to freak out and then try to look for the next thing under that like mindset you might not even realize is happening of, I'm looking for the next thing that could be stable and consistently give me results. And then when that changes, you're going to freak out again. And you can be in this constant cycle of looking for the next thing, looking for a hack, which leaves you overwhelmed, frustrated, reactive, panicked, or you can start leading and saying, everything I do is to build and cultivate relationships, either new relationships or go deeper with the eyes that are already on me. And all of these tools, a podcast or a Facebook group or a YouTube channel or a clubhouse room or whatever, they are just ways to help me connect. They are ways to help me build those relationships. So how am I using the platform to do that? I mean, maybe Instagram gets, guys, Instagram has for me, maybe it's just me, has gotten to a point where I'm not really gaining any new followers. I lose every week, maybe the same amount of followers I gain, I think. I mean, I don't know. I stopped kind of paying attention. 
even if I only had 10 followers on Instagram. If it was really going back to, but wait a minute, Instagram is just a way for me to build relationships. Am I using Instagram to build relationships? Then I would have to say, well, wait a minute, I've got 10 people who are following me on Instagram. How am I going deep with those people? How am I connecting on a deeper level with those people? Let's say none of those people were clients and they all became a client. For me, if they all became a private client, 10 people, that's $15,000 a month. If you have five clients following you, even if you charge, I don't know, $500 a month, right? That's $2,500 of potential revenue from five people. I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in like the numbers, the number of followers, the number of people viewing our stories, and, and, and we get disappointed when it's high, Oh, 200 people were viewing my stories and suddenly the next day, because of an algorithm change, it's like only 10 people are seeing my story. Then it's like, whoa, hold up, guys. Those are 10 people. And if those same 10 people keep watching every story, they really want a relationship with you. So going back to this foundation of no matter what, tools are going to change, apps are going to change, trends are going to change. And yes, like some things that are easy are going to become difficult, but you can be in the camp that continuously freaks out, panics, goes in search of the next thing and just panics when it happens again. Or you can stay confident and strong because you know your real strategy is a tactic, not a trend. And that real strategy is always 100% about cultivating relationships. Because a successful business has always, always, since the beginning of entrepreneurship and business and whatever in general, has always been about relationships. All of these tools and things that have popped up over years and time, all the different ways that we can run our business, and we are very fortunate to have all of these ways to run our business. But all of this, all of this, it's just a way to facilitate creating the relationship. So don't get so focused on all the hacks and all of the like logistics and all of the features and all that you lose sight of what you're really trying to do with all of these tools. And notice I didn't say completely stop. Guys, hacks are okay. I do believe that hacks come and go as quickly as anything else. Like what was it once? It's like, oh, hey, let all of your stories and Instagram expire. And then when you post your next story, more people will see it. I don't know. Sometimes that's true. Sometimes it's not. Maybe it was true then and maybe it's not true now. Maybe it'll be true tomorrow. I don't know. The idea is they can help. But again, it's always supposed to be to further the ultimate goal of deep, authentic relationship building, true connections, cultivating those deep connections. When you do that, you're in control of that. You're in control of how frequently you show up. You're in control of how you show up. You're in control of the ways that you choose and the tools that you select to help facilitate and build these relationships. But you're always like there for the main thing. Building a relationship, that means it's a two-way street. You give as much as you get. You're listening more than you're talking. You're learning about the other people. The pressure starts getting taken off of you. When it's not about relationship building, it can be really overwhelming, guys, can it not? To feel like you're always having to show up. I, I, I think I shared this story, but I'll share this one again. I was talking to one of my private clients, love her to pieces, and she started doing a lot of Instagram lives. And she's like, Rita, I can't be consistent with Instagram lives because it's a lot. It's a lot to show up so frequently and teach and teach and teach. And I said, well, wait a minute. Why aren't you showing up on Instagram live as a way to build relationships. Like, how would that look different to you? 
And she was like, well, if I was just talking to a friend, I'd just tell a story. Much like I do with you guys, right? I just share stories. I'm like, oh, let me tell you about this thing I went to. And let me tell you about a client I was working with. And, let me, and I'm sure I'm teaching and educating through the stories. But I'm just having a conversation. And she was like, well, I guess I could do that. And she did an Instagram Live where that's what she did. She just showed up like she would to a friend having coffee, told a story. And she was like, it was incredible. It was great because it was based towards real, authentic relationship building in a way that felt good to her. So this is the other thing, like you can pick the tool to build authentic relationships, but you can pick the tool that feels good to you because you're not tied to, well, I have to do reels because everybody's doing reels, Rita. And so I have to do it because you're not following trends. You're really following the, the tools that feel good because when you show up feeling good, when you enjoy the process of building your business, when you love how it's happening, when it feels in alignment with who you are and your values, not only are you going to show up for it more consistently, but your energy is going to be different and attract different things back. Then if you're doing something because you have to and you don't love it, like guys, you saw, you've seen my reels. I pop up a reel every now and then. It's not usually of me for a while. And by a while, I, I think it was seven reels a week of reels, guys. I tried to do the whole TikTok, Instagram reels thing. It, I didn't like it. It's not because they don't work. They do. And it's not because they're not fun. They are. I love watching them, right? I know they're fun. It's not because they don't provide value. I provided value in this seven I did, and I've gotten value from other people's. It's because that's not how I want to spend my time. And the reason that reels didn't work for me the way I wanted them to work for me was because I didn't want to show up for it. I didn't want to show up for it consistently because it didn't feel good, the process of making a reel. Just, I don't like it. I don't really enjoy it that much. And I would rather be spending my time in other ways. So that's okay. The idea is, what tools can you use that feel good to you so that the process of connecting and building these relationships really feel good to you? Find that way, use that thing, whatever that tool is, but then remember why you're there and why you're using that tool. And it's for connection like real connected, deep relationships. And when you realize that you're in control of showing up to build those relationships, and there are a variety of ways, guys, that you can build the relationships. I'm going to kind of bullet point them out in a minute. But when you realize you're in control of that and your only job is to show up and create those spaces and opportunities and to do these things that we're going to talk about, everything feels better. It does not feel panicky, like it's falling apart. You don't have to hop anymore. Guys, so much time is freed up. So much time is freed up because you're not focused on, you know, looking for the evidence that something's working and then having to go find a hack if it's not and then finding another tool if it's not and then having to learn that all over again and then having to show up for, like, you don't have to do any of that. So much energy and time is freed up for you to really, like, double down and see some results in business. So what are some things that you can do right now to like really build authentic relationships in ways that feel good and also get results in your business? Well, I'll bullet point a few out, but I'm going to say I'm not going to go into much detail. But the reason for that is I'm actually having a free masterclass on this. I love this topic so much. And in fact, I'm not only going to talk about creating connections, guys. I'm actually going to talk in the masterclass about the art of relationship selling which is slightly different than just creating connection. Relationships are important, but we're ultimately running a business. And so how can you sell on the foundation 
of relationships, relationship selling. It's building relationships for the purpose of creating a profit in your business. And guys, those aren't mutually exclusive. A lot of minds, and if yours was one, just note it, like write it down and be curious about it and investigate it. But a lot of minds go, well, there's no, that can't, those are mutually exclusive. You can't want to authentically build relationships and also make a profit. It's like, yes, you absolutely positively can. In fact, relationship selling, that method of selling is 100% dependent on both of those things being true. Creating true relationships and generating a profit in your business because of those relationships. And so anyway, on March 10th, I'm going to be running a free masterclass all about that. The link is in the show notes, so you can go click on it. You can go register, and we're going to go into a lot of detail in that 90-minute masterclass around this. But really quickly, like here are just some tips you can start implementing immediately in your business in order to create connections and cultivate relationships. And the first, I think you've already gotten it, is pick a thing and stop looking for the evidence that it's working. Because when you're looking for evidence that the thing is working and you don't see it, you don't, and especially because most people want to see immediate results, but you don't see those results as quickly as you want, you're more likely to just quit that strategy and get in the cycle we just talked about looking for a new one. And that means your time is being spent more on learning about business than learning about people. And if you want to build real relationships with your audience, you need to learn about people. Your people, your target market, so your target market as a whole, the individual people in your world, but also people in general. How people act, how people consume, how people think, what's going on in the world, right? So like, stop worrying about learning about business and start learning about people. And that'll happen when you stop looking for evidence that your strategy is working. And you can just instead focus on being the kind of person who gets the results that you want. Because here's the thing, and I've said this before in podcasts, I'll say it again, this isn't going to be the last time that I say it. If you truly believe that your strategy would work, you wouldn't need to see evidence that it is because you just know it ultimately will, that your success will come. It may come from that strategy or it may come from another way from showing up for that strategy, but you know the success is inevitable. When you're looking for evidence is because you don't actually believe in your success. You don't believe in the ultimate success. So you're looking for proof that it'll happen. And guys, if you don't believe, we all know what happens, right? Tinkerbell doesn't get her wings, right? Now, if you don't believe, it's not going to happen because you're not going to show up with the energy and all the actions and all the things that you need to show up that way. So like, just believe your success is inevitable. It's going to happen. You pick a strategy and your job is to show up as a person who gets results. And I guarantee that a person that gets results sees a strategy through consistently, repeatedly, works it until it works. All the things we talked about in the last episode. Okay, so that's number one. So when you stop focusing on the evidence, now number two, you can focus on the things you can control. And that's how you show up. You can't control, we already said it, what a social media platform decides to do, what their features are, how their algorithm is going to work. You can't even really control, you can influence, but you can't control how many people read or comment on your posts or, or open your newsletters or download your podcast, but you can control how you show up. So are you showing up consistently? Are you showing up consistently with a clear message? Are you showing up consistently with a clear message that is based on that relationship with the person that you're talking to that prioritizes the relationship and the connection over a transaction? So evaluate that and be honest and see where there are gaps and where you can show up differently. Number three, guys, just stop making numbers important. Stop putting so much freaking, yes, 
Data is important. Yes, we make data-informed decisions in our business, and yes, I have my clients track their metrics. Notice I'm not saying stop looking at numbers. I'm saying stop putting so much importance on numbers, your number of followers, the number of newsletter subscribers, your open rate percentage, the number of people who come into a social audio room that you're leading, how many people log in to watch a live of yours live or on replay, how many members are joining your group, the number of comments a post gets. Like, Stop putting so much importance on that and instead put importance on people the people behind the numbers. So like the people who are following you, the people who are watching your stories, the people like put importance on those people. Now, one-on-one relationships have always been how a business grows. So you can't go wrong when you really focus on people. This next thing, number four, is about the content you create. Because yes, I've talked about like marketing and educational marketing. And a lot of people also think that that's mutually exclusive from building a relationship, but it's not. It's not mutually exclusive at all. Guys, really good content. We're going to talk about this in the masterclass on the 10th. Really great content is founded on creating a relationship with someone. It really is about putting out value in your content and having your content come from a place of service and focusing on other people. And we're going to talk about how to do that. So creating really good content that does those things, that's number four. And then the final thing that you can do, number five, is change how you're showing up to consume and interact and be with other people's content. You know, a relationship is a two-sided thing. You can be posting content, yes, good, valuable content that is predicated on creating relationships and you can be focused on showing up and sharing your message consistently and all of these things that we said. But if you're not also engaging on your audience's stuff, you're not really building a relationship. If you're not asking about them, creating opportunities for them to talk to you, showing that you see them, that you're hearing them, that you're reading them and interacting with them, you're really going to struggle, right? So these are all things that you can do immediately to start prioritizing relationship building. Again, this is really about relationship building, not relationship selling. But relationship selling, this is a piece of what you need to be able to engage in relationship-based selling. But we're going to talk about all of that in the masterclass. It's happening on March 10th. For now, you can take these tips, these suggestions, and implement them in your business today to shift your perspective. Shift your perspective from the transaction to relationships. To shift your perspective from numbers to people, to shift your perspective from what you're getting to what you're giving, to switch your perspective from the results that are showing up to the person that you're being to get the results, to shift your perspective from having to having to do anything and getting to do something that you enjoy, shifting your perspective from trends and hacks and algorithms to cultivating relationships with the people who are already in front of you or deepening the relationships you've already started or creating new relationships with new people that you're finding. Guys, it's it. I mean, if I had to say that there was a cookie cutter solution or one way to build your business, it's this. Take away everything else. Businesses have been around forever, but social media hasn't. Algorithms haven't. All of this stuff hasn't. How business happens has changed since, gosh, since people were trading at trading posts and all kinds of stuff, right? Like it's changed all the time. What hasn't changed is this core, this foundation of creating and building relationships. 
If that is your primary focus, if that is your primary intent, if that is the number one thing you want to have happen above all else, I promise you, everything gets easier and you will get those big results in ways that feel good in your business. But we're going to talk about it more in the masterclass. I hope to see you there and I'll see you next week on another episode of the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It show. And my goal is to share this business boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser focused and go all in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to RitaMamieDoIt.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.